This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geology Flannel Cast. My name is Steve. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris. Hello. I'm Jesse. That was me saying hello in Dutch. Nice. Huh? That's good. Is that what you're looking up just now? And you're like, yeah, I think I'm ready. For all our Dutch listeners <laughs> yeah. out there. Hello. <laughs> hello. I'm sure there's more proper way to. That's the informal way to say hello, but oh, we're all friends. Like, yeah. yeah. We're all friends here. Yeah, it's been a while since we looked up our stats in all the different countries. We'll have to inquire about that. For a while, we were big down under, too. Good day to all yeah. Australian mites. It was uh, probably not anymore because we kept saying that after we found that out, and they all <laughs> logged off pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. So there's that, too. But um, yeah. yeah, so Ooh. hello, everyone. Welcome. Yeah. What yeah, were you doing? Another action-packed episode this week for the flannel cast. Um, we got a topic. I, I'm not going to lie. I had Jesse came up with the the this topic, and I had never heard of this until last week. So we are talking about Doggerland. Yeah, and I I did know about it before Chris, but that's because I googled it 30 seconds before Chris did. Mm, <laughs> Jesse's like, what do you what do you think about this? And I was like, I have no idea what this is, which happens often to me. So <laughs> I Google it, and I was like, oh, that's what that is. So, so Dogger Land, it's the land of dogs. Yeah, it's like uh, it's the dog. Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I, I'm dogs. sorry. Am I in the wrong Wikipedia page? <laughs> Jesse, how did you hear about Dogger Land? And are we even pronouncing it correctly? I well now you're now you're beyond me because I I find myself I read things and then I I realize like I'm I don't know I I make up pronunciations in my head and and Sarah that's, that's awesome because if you yeah. mispronounce something that means you read it on your own before you ever heard it yeah came up with a sound in your brain and then spit it out out loud. I, I tell you what, I also think that way, but every once in a while, like I'll pronounce something and Sarah will be like, why are you throwing in all those extra letters? And I'm like, I don't know. Cause when I read it, that's how it just came out in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I can't tell you where it came up and it's just a of, very interesting topic. Cause it's like here in, yeah. on the, on the, uh, Atlantic seaboard, uh, in the U S it's kind of a foreign topic. So Doggerland is uh it's it's an area off of uh uh basically the east eastern coast? UK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it, the southern and, part of the North Sea. Yes, yeah. But it was just like it's a, it's a, it's a it's a topic that geographically, you know, it's just not within our our It's not in our wheelhouse. wheelhouse. Yeah. No. Exactly. I do I have a I have a fascination with <clears throat> the the last ice age, the last glacial maximum. So that's probably probably stumbled upon it somewhere. Yeah. Plus it's got a sweet name. Come on, man. Doggerland. Yeah. Yeah. So think about, uh, so I, it's interesting because, uh, as a student growing up in the United States, you know, you learned about the land bridge between Asia and America through Australia or Australia through Alaska. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) You took the long way around. No, through, (laughs) through Alaska at the last glacial maximum. Yeah. The, the Bering land bridge. Right. So I I've heard of that and you know, that's been well documented, but well before I became a geologist, uh, you know, learning a little bit more about ice ages and, and what they do and, and, you know, how much it actually affects sea level and all that stuff. But so this dogger land, you know, basically was a land bridge between Europe and Southern UK. Yeah. Is that, is and that, did I sum it up? I, I wouldn't even call it a land bridge. Well, the true. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. It's not a land bridge. It's just land, land, and, land. And, ho. I, and I think maybe we'll get into it in a little bit here. 
some of the particulars about it, comparing it to bearing. Unless you want me to compare it to bearing right now, I no, 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 Let's, no. I feel like we should explain more about what it is. Yeah, because yes. yes. I, I, have, yes. I have a question about this. So you said you yeah. wouldn't. Basically, wouldn't I was just going off of saying I've never heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So we said you wouldn't call it a land bridge. Why? Why not? Ah, is it just um, because? Not because it's it's not like, like yeah when you think of the like a what's a bridge it's a narrow sort of passage across water right I don't know that's what or it's a narrow I feel like the bearing is is pretty narrow mm-hmm. whereas this is this huge area that's it's part of the continent yeah I mean when it, when it was when it when it did connect UK to the um, continental Europe. It yeah. was. Uh, I think I read it was half the size of Germany. Yeah, it was. It was All absolutely areas. massive. Yeah, yeah. And and so it. Yeah, so it's <clears throat> for context. If if like if if you're looking at, you know, if, if you're overhead looking down, it connects. It would be Great Britain. It's the southern part of the North Sea. So you know, you know where the English Channel is. You'd be to the east of that, and it would connect to Denmark, Germany, the Netherlands, in that area. Um, yeah. But I guess I guess you could consider it. La- I yeah, Lambridge. I mean, it's just it's just exposed. I mean, like the, yeah, it's exposed land. I okay, let's land. let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm during, yeah. It's just huge, gentlemen. It's huge. During the last ice age, uh, you know, sea level drops down, and just started exposing more and more land. And uh, yeah, and you had uh, like I said, the the UK connected into the con- continental Europe. And that, yeah, there was no need for a channel. Yeah, you did not need that. You could just walk back and forth across, uh, you know, and yeah. And I think that's that's part of the story here is that there was they they weren't necessarily like I don't again, I don't want to if we compare the two, I'll save that for a bit, but it it's a it's a huge area, right? And if it had plains and rivers running through it. Yeah. It has topography yeah. to it. There were, I mean, there there were, were, uh, the, the, the Thames River uh, uh, ran across there. Uh, I mispronounced that. Thames, right? Thames. Yeah. Thames, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Rhine River ran, ran across there. There was a bunch of rivers that were uh, going. Yeah. Up. So you, you had like marshes and wetlands and, and river areas, forests. So it was this, like, all of these, it was a complex sort of all these different ecosystems. So I, I, it's it's a really interesting. And you find, I guess, on the edges of it today, the flooded, you know, stumps of some of these forests. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, how about we start about this? Let's start about where did the name come from? Where did the name Doggerland come from? I I hope you have an answer because I don't. Oh yeah, it was uh, comes after the uh, the Dogger Banks in the North Sea. Yeah. So it's kind of this uh, shallower portion of the North Sea, and yeah, uh, I guess that this is where you know it, it's shallower now. But when sea level dropped during the last ice age, it was exposed. So it's just the the you know the name comes from the uh, it's related to the current day geographic. Um, location oh okay so the name dogger though oh that's what i thought you were oh say. oh 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 i got you oh well, I, I got that too okay yeah because yeah so the the dogger bank is this it's elevated so it's it's topography on the on dogger land itself it's it's like this plateau or upland which if you've ever listened to the british shipping forecast on bbc4 you know about Dogger Bank. No? No one? Uh, I'm, I'm not, guessing. I wake up every day to listen to the British shipping forecast. All you right. let <laughs> me tell you. I'm gonna after we after we stop, I'm gonna play it for you all. It is soothing. If you need if you need to relax, listen soothing to the British. As in like, like put you to sleep or soothing like so yeah. many questions. My nerves are calmed right now. <laughs> yeah, you'll calm BBC nervous. for shipping. And yeah, it'll, it'll you, tell you. Here's my next. Here's my follow up question. How the hell do you know about the BBC right. 
shipping forecast. I I mean, so the thing is like, and it's like a whole language unto itself because they talk about it's it's literally like the the weather and and the sea conditions for the shipping forecast. And yeah, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to to play it for you because it, it's pretty good. That's it's he's just he's showing us a picture right now. There's a legitimate. He, yeah, he pu- pulled it up on his phone real fast. So like this is like a or what, what is that? What do you? What do I you mean, show? they they just you can do it on the BBC Sounds app, but you see it says subscribed. Yeah, absolutely yeah. subscribed. Yes. <laughs> do you actually listen to this? Every once in a while, I'll listen to it because it's just a it's just an interesting. I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of insight. Someone. And then yeah. out of their ass saying that they listen to the BBC shipping forecast. Seriously, man. Like it's, it's like three minutes, three minutes of your life. Sometimes you just need to center yourself. Sometimes you just you wish you were I'm out thinking it, it's like the turnpike advisory, like, please be advised. <laughs> Mile marker one four two to one four eight. Construction. <laughs> no, it's it's less robotic. Nice. It's an actual human. All right. So let's Let's get back into let's get back on the topic here. Let's talk about what a what a dogger is. And uh it's a fishing boat, uh dating back, started to be described as early as the 14th century. That goes back, that goes back a little ways. Yeah. Uh, it's a fishing boat that was commonly operated in the North Sea. Um and uh ah, let's just leave it at that. They used them a yeah, lot it's, fishing for yeah. cod. How about that? All right. Yeah, I guess some sort of old Germanic or Dutch word. Yeah. Right. For a two-masted boat. You want to hear a fun fun fact about cod? And I love love fun facts. I read a whole book about cod. It was called Cod. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so uh one of the things that the when you lived that far that that far north in latitude like the Vikings did, you didn't get that much vitamin D. But the Vikings ate a lot of cod. And cod is very rich in vitamin D. And they think that was one of the things uh that attributed to just them being like just like strong people and like healthy, strong people is just that they didn't have that vitamin D deficiency when they would take over other villages or whatever. I don't know. People are all lacking in vitamin D. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Did you learn about that in your COD book? Uh, probably. I read it a long time ago. Nice. <laughs> but I don't remember it, so I'm really glad to hear it again. I love fun facts like that. Another fun <laughs> fact about COD is um, they uh, they school together, right? And so when they feel threatened, they go into a school, right? Um, kind of like safety numbers thing. Well, the way that cod fishing works, it actually makes it when the cod feel threatened, they go into that school and it actually makes it easier to for them to get fished and get pulled out of the water. And it actually led to their demise and the collapse of the cod industry. Uh, mm. So yeah. I love take cod. that evolution. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the evolution of cod also kind of left their left them to their their demise once the uh modern day trolling boats are well i guess maybe they weren't trolling boats that take out the cod but anyways modern yeah. day fishing boats uh it just made it easier and easier because they kept on just kind of going into schools and was like oh here's this giant school of cod let me just throw the nets in there and just take them all out cool thanks cod you did my job for me there you go all right and, so dogger was a boat mm-hmm. they used to yeah. fish for cod Dogger land. So I guess used to be the area where they fish for cod. Full circle. Done. Yeah. All right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> uh tell me about its geology. Tell me more. Tell me more. Do you so what do you what uh what aspect do you wanna you you wanna talk about with this? What's um, what's the main sediment of the landscape? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't I uh, uh, looks like there is a oh Fluvium? talk about the the chalk anticline. No, but that sounds awesome. No, I was just gonna say it's <laughs> it's a lot of like moraine deposit because it's oh it's the all of the ice sheet advance and retreat and and it gets sort of washed into this area. The ice sheets coming either off Fendo Scandinavia or the you know off of Scotland and whatnot. So you have a lot of 
uh, till and stuff that got yeah. deposited. Here oh yeah, well let's Marines. go older though. Let's yeah, take me take that. me back in time. All right. Um. So let's let's we'll go back to the middle place to see. All right. Uh, when um, Great Britain was a it was this it was connected to um, continental Europe or continent is that the way to yeah continental Europe? yeah yeah. yeah. Not used to saying that. It sounds kind of weird. Uh, and it was connected by the uh, massive, uh, let's see, it's a chalk. It's called the Weld Artois Anticline. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It goes across the Strait of Dover. And, oh, so like uh, the Cliffs of Dover, the chalk Cliffs of yeah. Dover. Yeah, apparently there's some kind of anticline going across there or the, or the, or the Strait of Dover. Let me make sure that that's the same area as the Cliffs of Dover. Oh, and it sends me to a website talking about shipping traffic going across the Dover Strait. So see, <laughs> there, there BBC, BBC had, Four. If only I had the navigation report, right? Yeah, <laughs> should have listened to it at doing background research. I, I could have told like, you if there were gales and/or yeah. heavy of, seas. The Strait of Dover is the narrowest part of the English Channel. So there you that, go. That's uh. Yeah, the, and it goes. It connects to the port of Calais in France, and that's where Hitler thought the invasion would come from. Oh no, kidding! And that's why was... Normandy was a little bit of a surprise. Gotcha. Where is Normandy geographically related to? Uh, is that west, west of there? Okay, but west okay. of there. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so it looks like there is a, a chalky anticline going across the. Uh, that's the... really, that's really cool to picture. An anticline of chalk. Yeah, and we're, uh, big we'll chalk arch. A little bit later, because it starts to uh, later on when um, uh, rivers start eroding down, it's going to start messing around with that chalk anticline. Oh, those rivers and their erosional mm-hmm. habits. They they uh, just can't quit. Yes, they. <laughs> you know what gets me? Um, so in in North America, we got our own names for for the different glacial pulses yeah i am not gonna lie i am not that well versed in the europe so the europeans have their own names yeah like the the mis-8 or the mis-6 glaciations around 340 to 240,000 years ago yeah yeah so mis if you don't know what that it's a marine isotope stage uh even numbers are glacial pulses odd numbers are interglacials so right now currently right now we're in mis-1 so um they were in an interglacial right but the last glacial max that you know that's that was mis2 um so that's what we're that's that when we refer to those things it's in, it's called marine isotope stage and then the different numbers are, are you are you talking about like we call it the wisconsin here and they call it like if you're in the alps they call it the verm or the the Midlandian glaciation, yeah, yeah. glaciation that was 160 thousand years ago, like yeah, Salian. Yeah, I'm looking at one that the Anglian stage, which was uh, this one's saying it's stage 12. Um, but yeah, anyone who studied yeah, years ago. Yeah, anyone who studied glaciation 000. in Europe is probably like these pronunciations are killing them. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> But I, the, all everything that I've read, like the last glacial maximum, is just called the last glacial maximum. It's yeah. <laughs> Keep yeah, it mean, simple, buddy. I like LGM, it. you know, well, LGM. Why is that? That I mean, I guess it's just uh, the way it was described. Uh, but that the Europeans have different North America. If you're North America, you're using one set of terminologies, and if you're you know over in Europe. Well, it's just like the Mississippian versus the Carboniferous, or something yeah, like that. I think it, I think they were both when they were studied. It was like nineteenth century when so when glacial geology. Yeah, they were both being studied at the same time, yeah. and so you know, the, yeah, communication and and you know now we have like the the international committee on stratigraphy meets what every two or three years yeah yeah to try yeah, and because you know uh, if you're if you're from like yeah if you're from i don't know russia you're like what the hell does pennsylvanian mean well that's the thing. Uh, yeah. 
I was just reading about this and uh, we're kind of going off topic a little bit. It's still geology related. It's still kind of a, yeah. a, a fun, a fun story. But the reason that in North America, we broke the Carboniferous up into the Mississippi and Pennsylvania is because you could see these like you could basically in within the geology, there were some stark differences and uh, within within the Carboniferous. But then but the the Europeans didn't necessarily see these differences. And so, um, you know, in North America, they started saying, you know, breaking it up to these, you know, these, within these sub periods, Mississippian and, and Pennsylvanian. But it all has to do with your depositional environments that are available at the time. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. a, mil- a million well, different variables. Fun. Yeah, and yeah. and to be to like to be fair, we have yeah we have the same problem like even between states. Yes, like the, that is the true. way we Rock define formations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So. But uh, if the so some of the, I guess they kind of get some, some of the geologists were is this am I is this story right that uh, the kind of like in, in if they were like in like pro trying to still protest the Pennsylvanian and, and Mississippian they would instead say the upper Carboniferous and the lower Carboniferous they didn't want to say no, no I don't know and Mississippian I try and stay out of that fray <laughs> <laughs> I got no dog in that fight. <laughs> No, I do. It's Pennsylvanian. P A P A P A. All right, let's get back to Doggerland. Yeah, Doggerland. So, uh, it, it, and just just for context here, if you've ever looked at the latitude of Great Britain, it is north, man. It is way okay. north of somewhere like where. Jesse and I are north of Philadelphia, way north of Philadelphia. Oh, it's up I, near I like Newfoundland. Like on, the, on the same line of latitude as Quebec City. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's far north. Without that uh you know, ocean current keeping everything warm, keeping that warm conveyor belt going, uh, it'd be pretty cold up there. So to think about glaciers coming down there, it's not not that big of a stretch. Yeah, they're up there. Yeah, they I mean, yeah, they came down through Scotland. Um I don't know how, <clears throat> I'm really showing my myself here. I don't know how far they came into the into England. Probably, uh, but I, I mean the the last glacial maximum um like 18 to 20,000 years ago pretty much covered it uh about 3 quarters of the way down. Like the the oh. last the last like oh. third or so um, was without ice, but um, and pack ice was surrounding it. Okay, as well. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean this is and so the ice the ice didn't quite make it to London. Let's put it that way, but yeah. but pretty darn close. And it's it's carving it's carving out. It you know y- you can see it sort of in the, in the highlands of Scotland especially how it how it scrapes things down and you know even a little bit east in norway you know the fjords and whatnot you get carved from these glaciers and do you know do you get similar things in doggerland um well that are just submerged now like underwater canyons and things and you you get some i know you get a lot of terminal moraines in doggerland but. Yeah, you get, and I know there's revetment surfaces, so like these, the, like rivers cutting down as a function of as sea level lowers, you know, the rivers are, are lowering to reach base level. They call that revetments? I, I, revetments? Revent? I always call no, it revetments. No, that's, that's a new term to me. I just thought it was, you know, downward cutting. Well, yeah, like, yeah, you get these riverine systems cutting down. Cool. Um, so I learned something new every geology flannel cast. I'm <laughs> telling you. Again, I don't know if my um, your pronunciation was correct, yeah. but I, I bring it up because that was not on our perfectly formatted outline. No. Which Tell was brought the, brought to us by our good friends at the Formatting Formula for all of your Word document formatting needs, formattingformula.com or www. or YouTube forward slash C forward slash 
formatting formula for all of your word document formatting needs they have awesome step-by-step -step videos on youtube um or you can just email them and let them know the geology flannel cast sent you and they will fix all of your word formatting documents for you um yeah they're awesome they're very responsive so check them out but please let them know the geology flannel cast sent you thanks thank you steve um, so just real fast, kind of talking about the the, for, the geologic history of this area. I just I don't want to spend too much time on this because you could really get bogged down in the weeds with this. But basically, over the last four hundred fifty thousand years, um, this this area of Doggerland was uh, it was exposed and then and then flooded out just you know between the the glacial the glacial pulses and the interglacials. And uh, during the glacial pulses, you had. Uh, uh, which we over with a uh, we had a large uh, there's within this area there was a large proglacial lake in the southern part of the North Sea. It was fed by the Rhine, uh, the Schlet, and the uh, Thames River, and so you had a lot of flow going in uh, across this area to carve a channel through that that chalk anticline, the Weald Artois anticline going across because the the Strait of Dover and so we're getting all these rivers cutting down through there. Uh, and then uh, looks like there was uh, some some ice dams that were breaking. I'm, I'm really kind of just, you know, going going over this because we're going to get into some other things, too. I don't want to spend too much time with the, the older geology. But you had these uh, these ice dams uh, breaking and then just, you know, kind of just uh, having catastrophic flow across this area over, you know between uh 450 and uh, potentially a second time uh around uh like a uh, 130 160 to 130,000 years ago. So uh, and we we talked about some of these ice dam breaks uh on the podcast before, right? We talked about like uh yeah, we should do an episode on the scablands. We're going to talk about ice dams breaking. Yeah, that'd be great. That's, that's a good one. And maybe we'll uh uh put a pin on that topic. Maybe we'll come back to that one. <laughs> But um, during the last, so the during the last glacial maximum, uh, which was about eighteen thousand years ago, Doggerland was it was basically this exposed low lying tundra, and this is where we're going to start our story. Uh, so during the last glacial maximum, sea level drops one hundred and twenty meters lower than it is today. So that's pretty far down. Uh, one hundred twenty meters is uh, three hundred ninety feet. So I'm always amazed by how much sea level drops vertically during during the last glacial maximum you know nearly 400 feet lower than than what it is today there's a lot of water getting sucked out of the oceans yeah especially when you consider like how shallow the coastal plain is like in terms of your slope in terms of like the north and, american coastal plain right yeah yeah but i mean even I would say even off Doggerland, if you look at a bathymetric map, it's it's pretty shallow as you go towards Europe, and so it it drops and exposes everything. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, what ends up happening uh, over over Doggerland? Um, like you said, you get this area that's exposed, and and all these rivers. Uh, within within Western Europe are kind of uh, joining and, and flowing along, which is like now the modern day um, English Channel, and it's eventually dumping out into the Atlantic, and and then about ten thousand at about ten thousand BC, we start getting uh, like sea levels coming up. Now we hit last glacial max is eighteen thousand, so we have about eight thousand years of, of sea level of you know. That's that's where the glaciers hit their max, then they start retreating. And so sea level starts coming up in about 10,000 years BC. Um, this area, this low-lying dogger land, the coastal stuff especially, starts turning into estuaries, salt marshes, mudflats, beaches, as well as this mix of, of rivers, marshes, and lakes. So it turns into like this really really rich area for for humans for hunting and and fishing and just like a just a really really great spot to to get some food 
and we see lots of evidence of this uh uh people going back to uh let's see uh the basically the earliest early 20th century i'm kind of jumped around here skipping topics but uh you know i'm going i'm kind of going over to the archaeological uh potential of of this area so the early 20th century people that were fishing within this area started picking up uh artifacts human remains uh fossils and all sorts of fun stuff that remains of uh plants that shouldn't be there woolly mammoths yeah yeah exactly like like terrestrial terrestrial stuff here in the uh um spears paleolithic spears and harpoons and yeah yeah all that so imagine being a fisherman and then you pulling up human remains from (laughs) yeah from this area you like i said just north of the uh of the uh the english channel channel the the southern southern north sea and so it, it starts to kind of gain steam more and more as like hey this has got some potential to be like a serious like you know uh have a lot of archaeological potential i guess you could say right uh so over the, so that it really started to kind of people really started to uh invest start investigating this area around like the 1930s or so and uh, uh, nowadays, actually, they've even had mammoths. They put up mammoths, mm-hmm. uh, lions, prehistoric lions, uh, cave lions. Um, and I hear there's there's uh, there's was uh, was the short nosed bear in Europe? Because it was in North America, and boy, that thing is scary. Short nosed bear. Let me look up a picture. Of yeah, this. it's like one of those megafauna that went extinct um, in the Pleistocene. Same with like the giant, you know, beaver or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the giant beavers. Oh, that's a big bear. Yeah, that's a big bear. <laughs> wow, I would not want to mess with that bear. That thing makes like these Kodiak bears look like <laughs> teddy bears. Play. Yeah, yeah, teddy bears. Jeez, I was at a. Uh, I was in Gunnison, Colorado couple years ago and there was this taxidermy shop and they had a taxidermied kodiak bear in the shop and i i could not believe it was like standing up on on two legs i could not believe how big that thing that was crazy to just like look up at this and be like i hope the god i never see this thing you know one-on-one in the wild because it is just a killing machine like it would, it would <laughs> pick me up and snap me in half that's, that's what we're talking about so this giant short-nosed bear is even bigger than a kodiak bear and just is oh, i'm looking i'm looking at this picture of fully grown men standing next to this uh you know this i guess like this replica or this model of this short-nosed bear they come up to the bear's hips wow like yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this is crazy. I'll send this. But speak, speaking of the archaeological <laughs> part, circling back to the name of it, it was actually an archaeologist who named it Doggerland. <laughs> I mean, it was named after the cliffs, oh. but dog, but it was uh, by Ronnie Jean Coles, who was an archaeologist who actually named it Doggerland after the banks of the Southern North Sea. So. There you go. It's always good when you name your find after a nice local, you know, geographic reference, you know. Or maybe the he was just uh, really into the ships, you know, the the doggers. The fourteen she, but yeah, century fishing ships. I really like boats. Really like boats. Really like cod. Full circle once again. Yeah. Um. So. What so Doggerland's not around anymore, as far as I'm concerned. It's a and, real bummer. Yeah, it's kind of like one of these. Uh, so when I was doing some research on this topic, uh, the one thing that was popping up, people were kind of saying, like, this is kind of like an Atlantis kind of thing. And uh I don't know if I'd go out and say this is it's not like the Atlantis, like uh advanced civilization of yeah like plato had uh you know talked about but it was definitely like it's definitely something that's uh there's uh, 
you know, confirmed archaeological evidence and uh, faunal flora and faunal evidence. And uh, and so used to be like exposed land. Yeah, and I think that's getting to the the, like the archaeology and stuff like Doggerland, and this is what sort of makes it significant. Like you're saying, not to say it's like Atlantis, but like this was a population center. Like people didn't really there. There's a lot of thought that the people lived here, and like the the UK at the time was like the borderland or the outland. Like people didn't live there. Ah, and this was you know whether or not there was settlements or just bands of hunters or gatherers. You know, this is plain where you have all these different ecosystems. You have forests and marshes and and coastal wetlands and stuff. And so that you know there was a huge population center here, uh, and and that's sort of the the thought, maybe of you know one of the reasons why this is so important. And that was getting back to the very beginning, like the difference between this and say the Bering Land Bridge, is is likely that the Bering Land Bridge, you know, you the, a lot of thought that migration across it was you're hugging the coast and it was still a pretty harsh place. Okay. Whereas this is, you know, it's likely a lot of these hunter and gatherers migrated too. But again, you know, that's just a, an idea. Yeah. But we're but, finding a lot of evidence of it. But you know, the other thing is like the Bering land bridge is way farther north and latitude. Yeah, too. exactly. So it's exactly. Just, it's, just it's not as nice of a place to hang out you know and even still you know you're going back to the last glacial maximum i mean it was it must have just been it's still significantly colder back then in this area but i could imagine if you had if i had to have a choice between hanging out uh in doggerland or the bearing land bridge i would probably pick doggerland you know oh yeah 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 dog big dogs gotta eat is what i say when i when i hunt on doggerland you know, I, I just I just found this fact about uh, the Dogger Banks. You guys know? Did you guys see the, the how, how deep it is today? No, like, is this sort depth. of like a joke? No, no, no. How, how deep, deep is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like fifteen to thirty-six meters deep, and it's about twenty meters shallower than the surrounding area within the North Sea. So it makes sense like you know when everything was when sea level was lower except up to all you know 120 meters lower than it is today this would be easily jutting out of the of the water you know exposed so um well you know one of the things that we see in life is uh you know all good things must come to an end at at some point you know nothing cold can stay right well, outside of so, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> stay gold, pony boy. Yeah. <laughs> stay gold. No, nothing gold. Nothing cold can stay. Nothing cold can stay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this too shall pass. Um, Would... So what well, a couple things started happening is ice started melting uh, during, um, you know, at the end of the last glacial period, uh, sea level starts rising and the, uh, this area, uh, the land starts to be affected by isostatic adjustment as well. Hmm. Uh, and good point. And, and, okay. and let me be, yeah, right before you jump into to isostatic adjustment, like sea level rise, like we think about, oh, the ice ages ended twenty thousand years ago, and ice they, they melt, sea level rises, but. <clears throat> Honestly, sea level rise from the last ice age were like a few pulses where it rose really rapidly. Yeah. And then it sort of leveled off. And and I, for like the past 2,000 years, sea level was pretty stable until relatively recently where it started rising again because the world's getting even warmer. But those initial pulses of sea level rise in a, in a pretty low-lying topographic area like this would be just bad news pretty huge yeah, yeah. um but yeah. just just real quick for clarification uh the bearing straight land bridge is about 52 degrees latitude dogger land is at 51 degrees latitude so it's is it's, it really that's 
that. I just looked it wow. up. Yeah. And that, that shows you what ocean currents can do for your climate. Yeah. Right. I yeah. still would pick Doggerland over over hanging out. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is yeah. one degree, which is, you know, nothing to shake a stick at, but it, it's it's only one degree. So I'll still, you know, I'll stand by. Big dog's got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So here's how, here's how this thing turns into Atlantis, but not really. Uh <laughs> So we start seeing uh, ice static adjustment starts kicking in uh, as the ice lessens and uh, uh, Doggerland eventually becomes submerged, right? And so it isolates what what used to be the British Peninsula now, and it makes it like, uh, you know, makes it the British Isles. The British at Isles. About, at about 6,500 BC. Um, uh, you, and, oh, God. I was going to talk about the the event off the coast of Norway. You're gonna bring that up? Yeah, we don't want it. So okay. the uh, so Doggerland starts to get submerged, and by 6500 BC, and then about 5000 BCE. Do you guys say BC or BCE? I never. Well, I, I said BC. Uh, yeah, BC. yeah. I keep it simple. Uh, the Dogger the Dogger Bank, which is like the highest part of Doggerland, the upland part, you could say that gets submerged, like basically like 7000 years ago ish. Yeah, Dogger Bank was like a Archipelagic island, bunch of islands. <laughs> Archipelago. So some thought that archipelagic. Oh man, I can say it when I can say it, but I can't say it right now. Got it. One of those things. Archipelago. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh that that's probably what Doggerland did as sea levels rising. It probably be. Sure. And then the I'll last of it was Dogger Bank. I'll buy it. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I wonder if that's what Guernsey is right now. Oh, a remnant. Yeah. Gern, well, Guernsey's in the channel, though. So yeah, is true. It, is it technically part of? Probably not. Know, I'm sure, they've got an opinion on it, and I don't want to offend yeah. them. So. So there's a uh, about 6200 BC. Let's go back. Let's go back. I do- Eight thousand years. Steve, I like how Chris just ignores us. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> carries us forward. <laughs> just trying to move in the moving in the, on the right direction, you know, following the arrow of time. Moving on. Along, right? For those of you who know Guernsey, that was a pun. Oh. Uh, so, 6200 BCE. Paint me a picture. Carry it on. I will paint you a picture. Um, so this is like the this is kind of like the last of Doggerland, right? And then there's a submarine landslide off the coast of Norway, known as the Storega Slide. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh my favorite slide. Yeah, it's your favorite slide. <laughs> well, mine, mine's still the electric slide, but <laughs> yeah, uh, electric slide. It's Storega Slide. To electric boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a reference to uh, breaking to the electric yeah. boogaloo. Nice. Uh, that was pretty good. That was thanks. <laughs> yeah. If anyone has a... ever ever not seen breaking or breaking to the electric boogaloo, do yourself a favor. Look it yeah. up. Yeah. Go go to your local blockbuster. Rent that. I've never. There's only one blockbuster left now, and it's in Bend. Is it in Bend or Portland, Oregon? I think it's Bend. Yeah, Bend. They have a really you... funny Twitter or, or X. They have a really funny X page, uh, where they just have like they say really really goofy stuff. Um, but uh, where I know I've never seen that. I've never even heard of that movie. What is what? it? What? Oh, say it one more time. The... Breaking. It's a movie about breakdancing. Break it's from the eighties. Sequel. I'll break into the electric boogaloo. I've never heard of it. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I I feel like every podcast I disappoint you with my lack of my lack of movie knowledge. <laughs> it's just basic culture, man. Come on. What year what year <laughs> did it come out? Oh, uh, let me IMDB this. Yeah. Because maybe this is the reason that you know about it and and I don't. <laughs> Breaking 2, The Electric Boogaloo came out in 84. 84, Steve. 
Steve, I I wasn't alive until 85. So I wasn't watching that movie. Uh, it's saying Breaking came out in 84. Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo came out in 84 also. Wow. Man, they made fast work of that. Sounds sounds like it was a... They made them both at the same time. Kind of like the, the Lord of the Rings movies, you know? Just, oh, could be. They just knew it was going to be a This is going to be amazing. Just make 120 minutes of great uh, dancing movies. I don't know. Or 180 minutes. All right, so... Uh, Listen, it was part of the culture. Yeah, so All right, buddy. You? you were born in 85? Good gracious. 85. Are, you a, are you a Gen Xer or are you, are you a millennial? I am uh, definitely not a millennial. I was born in the 70s. You might have been on the last Gen Xers. Just saying. I've done nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying. Um, of course there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. Um, all right. So what are we talking about here? We were, uh, where were we at? The Storega slide. Jesse's. Yeah. Sorry. slide. <laughs> We got off yeah, on a that tangent. Was, That's weird. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so it, it was massive. Getting, how big it was, was big. It? it? How big? It was so big it caused a tsunami, right? Yeah. Uh, and this would have been like uh, whatever was left living along the uh, along uh, the uh, Doggerland. Dunsky. This is yeah. Dunsky. Humans, thousands of humans, if they were there. It was 180 miles of coastline along uh, off the Norwegian coast slid. 840 840 cubic miles. 180 miles. 840 cubic miles of debris. debris. Yeah. Of debris. Yeah. Yeah. 180 mile length. 180 mile length. Slid. So 180 mile length would be, uh, let me see, that would be about for going from Baltimore to New York. Yes. Ish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. imagine if New Jersey just slid away. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All of New Jersey. There'd be nothing wrong with that. But I'm just we saying. Have... <laughs> we love you, New Jersey. Yeah, it's all right. The Garden State. Yeah. But there was there was a slogan for a while where it was that Bon Jovi song. It's all right. It's all right. It's like Jersey. It's all right. <laughs> That's yeah, a so, lot of material. Yeah. Fall off of Norway. Yeah. Three hundred thirty five hundred cubic kilometers. That's a lot it, of elephants. Yeah, there's some thought that like on wow. Doggerland, you're looking at like 40 meter high, you know, modeling shows us like 40 meter high oh, uh, waves. Here we go. Oh, Sturgis, I, I, I guess. I heard when it when it hit Doggerland, it was like what did I see? Potentially nine meters, I want to say. It was smaller than that by the time it got to yeah. Doggerland. But I mean you but, but nine meters so a 30 foot high up? wave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you see this mechanism? Yeah. No. A uh, possible triggering mechanism thought to have been an earthquake. It's kind of weird along there, but uh, that induced a catastrophic expansion of methane clathrate. Oh, classic mm. methane clathrate gun. Bang, bang. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get a lot of methane but, at the bottom of the North Sea. So that's, I guess, yeah. makes sense. when all else fails, it's either a hot, hot spot or. Methane clathrate. <laughs> so methane clathrate, if you're not familiar with that term, it's uh, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, it's basically just like frozen, locked up methane at the bottom of the sea floor, and then it just kind of all kind of bubbles out real fast. Um, yeah. Uh, so that happened. Uh, I'm trying to see what else happened, but... Uh, so if such an expansion of the methane clathrates occurred, it may have weakened the integrity of the surrounding rock to sufficiently trigger the slide. Okay, so there's an earthquake which triggered the methane clathrates to be released, the frozen methane to be released, bubbled up, and that uh, 
that expansion of the methane uh, coming out could have basically screwed up the rock along the coast and caused it to slide. Huh. So, so we even did, we like, did talk about methane in episode 74, uh, uh, December of 2020. So there is a, yeah. another possible mechanism for this, uh, for this uh, slide. Let's see. Another theory is that over time, streams from melting glaciers had carried trillions of tons of sediment to the edge of the continental shelf where accumulated in many layers. Uh, in this case, a trigger such as an earthquake could have a large area of the seafloor to collapse. It almost sounds like a, like a turbidity current or something. Uh, yeah, it like definitely that. sounds like a turbidite. Yeah. 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 Um, that's yeah. So, um, anyways. Underwater landslide. Yeah, and uh, you would not want to be around there. Uh, it's, uh, in that area when that tsunami went off. But how? No, I mean that that's like a disaster movie level. Like, yeah, yeah, New absolutely. Jersey. You know, like a uh, Snake Plissken escape from New York. Like, just <laughs> you know, the state of New Jersey just disappeared. Uh, here we go. This is a fun, fun little quote here. A 2021 study found that um, if this were to happen today, about 600 kilometers of Scotland's northern and eastern coastline would have been affected with water encroaching. Oh, here it is. Uh, they would have, if this were to happen today, present day with present day sea levels and present day populations, you would destroy within Scotland uh, Arbroath, uh, Stonehaven. Aberdeen, Inverness, Wick, and Montrose. So a bunch of wow. It wouldn't be fun along. Scotland. No, it was bad. Yeah, that. and there's, I mean, there was some thought, you know, about the un, the instability of, you know, where the Sturega uh, slide happened, and it's it's considered un, unlikely, but it's a plot point in the um, 20, uh, 2021 Norwegian film, The Burning Sea. Oh. At an oil platform in the the Orman uh, Long gas fields is right in that area. And they drill in the wrong spot. And it, Uh-oh. And it releases the gas. It's a good movie. Yeah. I, re- I would it, recommend it. What's it called again? The Burning Field? The bur- the burning sea the burning sea it's uh it, it's in the same vein as um uh the wave and oh. the quake okay which were both good movies it's yeah i think it's, i think it's got the same actor in it actually coincidentally the sequel would be the burning river and it would be a documentary of the cuyahoga river in ohio Ooh, i'd love to see that norwegian I, I thought it was trying Kai- to Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. Sorry. Cuyahoga. I don't know. I'm I'm sure that offends our Ohio. Like three times. Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I not, wish not we not once, not twice. <laughs> Several times. Could you could you imagine being from Ohio? I'm just yeah. kidding. That was a. All right, so who that was that was a joke for one of our friends from Ohio. Somebody actually asked her that, and it was it was pretty funny in the moment. <laughs> yeah, she didn't think it was funny. She did not. I, I thought, as a Pennsylvanian, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Any other locations that you'd complete like to separate? Oh times? come on, I'm just joking. No, my my aunt my aunt lives in Ohio. She lives in Akron. Love uh, her to we death. We kick because we, uh, we, we love. You know. Yeah. No, let's let's badmouth Doggerland. I'm glad it's underwater. Yeah. All right, so take that. Also, okay, so fertile the tsunami, hunting grounds. <laughs> so whatever. So sea levels coming up. The tsunami comes in and goes. Not in my backyard. And just yeah. So it's so like basically, a one-two that was punch. Like the, that was the nail in the coffin. Just like boom. to a, yeah. to a certain extent. It, there were you know the too, like, yeah. Well, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, I was I was going to say like uh, it probably like Dogger Bank is still above sea level but sea level's rising and you know the the writing is on the wall well so are they thinking that's like where the celtic and other communities came from is that that 
you know, you basically had to separate out there. You you know, you had to run for high land and you either ran left well, or ran, ran, ran right. That is one of the questions. About... That's interesting. Did you one... swipe left or swipe right? There's also yeah. one other thing that happened. So the tsunami comes in, right? But that's like a short-term thing. Like, you know, that, that water, you know, goes right back. Pretty intense the, short-term thing, but intense. yeah. I'm not, you're right. You're right. You're right. But the tsunami isn't going to permanently flood out the, uh, no. you know. But it might carve out some channels. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's you're right. It's some, something erosion and whatever. Um, we can talk about Lake Agassiz. That's, yeah. So that is, uh, that's another uh, glacial lake, but it's in North America. Right. How and, does this affect it? Wow. Once it's, uh, let's see. Lake Agassiz was, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a lake up in Canada. And, uh, like during this time period, like, it, and, and the, the, the timing comes like, it comes like right in line, like right after the tsunami, Lake Agassiz had this, uh, once again, like a kind of a glacial dam kind of thing going on. And that glacial dam breaks and it floods out, uh, all of that water in Lake Agassiz flows out ultimately into the ocean. And I believe I can't find the number here, but I believe that it was, uh, it raised sea level very, very quickly, half a meter, like within, I'm trying that's to, crazy. Yeah. Half a meter, just like across like, the planet. Yes. Like nearly like instantaneously like, sea level goes up half a meter. Because Lake Agassiz, uh, the, the the ice dam breaks and all of that water goes into the uh, goes into the oceans. Ultimately, that's insane. Yeah. So um, it was just uh, you know uh, catastrophic time to be alive, man. Yeah, you didn't want to uh, didn't want to build your place. beach house. Then let's put it that way. Especially in Doggerland, if you had like a nice like vacation house. It was just kind of like, well, this is it. <laughs> nothing, nothing else is, uh, you know, we're done. I'm trying to see ex- the exact number is how how much it raised sea level, um, but ah, I just had it, and it's one of the things I can't find but, it right now. You know, Sorry. yeah, and we maybe we can do a whole episode on this, but like for one lake to drain into the ocean and to affect ocean level. That must have been one honking big lake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, it was. <laughs> uh, You're real wordsmith. You know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I w- yeah, and it, it'd be interesting to like start thinking about how it affected other coastal communities. But I mean, this was such a. I mean, you think about the low countries of Europe today that are connected to Doggerland like the Netherlands um, and how, you know, affected they are by slight changes in sea level, you know, high tides and a storm rolls in um, how much flooding is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like, imagine that, but even more vulnerable. Seems yeah. bad. It's like a bad. I mean, at the time, they, they, the hunter gatherers is probably going in. They're like, look at all this bounty. We got all these, I don't know, European animals. Uh, I don't know what was in the forests in, <laughs> in Europe foxes and bears and wolves. And then oh they, my. they're like, this is, look at this bounty. You know, we, we can fish. We have the marshes. There's all this peat. We should totally move it. here. We should we should light this on fire. It would probably give us heat, and we could make scotch from it. Well, I, you wouldn't call it scotch because it's not Scotland. You would call it hooch. dog, dog, hooch. dog yeah, hooch from Doggerland. Uh, yeah. Oh, hooch. Yeah, Turner. Oh man, good Turner and Hooch reference. Ah, but you know, I guess the downside is one little 180 mile long landslide will do you in. Yeah. And or climate change. And or a, a dam burst halfway across the globe. Yeah. 
Thanks a lot, Andre Agassi. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that was the uh, that was the end for Doggerland. So did did it end? They're still doing. They're still doing. They're starting to actually. A lot of the archaeology is ramping up right now because we're getting better at <clears throat> saying uh, doing underwater archaeology and yeah we're we're, st- we're starting to realize where to look because you know now we have huge... all these like seismic surveys done and so like you know you know where to go you know you yeah know. and like there's they're starting to look along like you can see where the river valleys were and they're like oh people probably lived along rivers yeah so when you core you you know the, the limited scuba you can do down there yeah and, and well, dating yeah, like, technology is getting more and more refined too so you can yeah. hone in those numbers better so it's, yeah it's Under, underwater uh archaeology is so it's tricky i can imagine it being tricky because you can't just sit there and just like you know archaeologists are very good at setting up these like beautifully like uh these really nice grid systems when they start to excavate geologists not so much uh you know so it is i mean you there there is it's you know it's there is some question about it and it's i guess a little controversial but you start to see permanent peoples in the uk right around you know six to eight thousand years bc so it's it is right when sea level starts rising and isolating parts of doggerland it's it all sort of fits yeah yeah well there you have it that's the uh that's the story of doggerland i had fun researching this like i said this is one of those topics that i I had no freaking idea about. Um, yep. Before. I'm right there I with you, buddy. Last week, Jesse brought it up last uh, last Wednesday. I was like, yeah. Oh, let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. The so, topic we have for next week, I at least heard of. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what we talked about. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I'm, gonna, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. You remember? Because it was, was, it was in the same. Text I knew we had like chain. a couple weeks of. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was in it's the in the text. Time. Okay. Yes. Okay. I knew we had a couple weeks set up of topics, but uh, like, sl- slightly topic. west of England, slightly east of us. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. We're going no. camping. Yeah. Oh, right. 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 Yeah. 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 That's a spoiler alert. That's a little little hint. Yeah. Not giving anything away. Okay. Thank you, Steve. Sorry. Well, there you have it. We are set for next week. Yeah. Um, well, but before you tune in next week, check out our Patreon account. Patreon.com slash geology flannel cast. Become a member. Uh, yeah, or several, you know, you know, just donate. We have uh, several different tiers of membership. Uh obviously each tier gets its own fun little perks, but um Come, you can uh, become a, a quartz base, a quartz tiered member. You can come hang out with us on the uh, while we do the podcast live. Come chat with us, talk with us. We have a pretty, pretty awesome group that uh, of regulars that uh, are here every week. Um, everyone's awesome, and we're always welcome to have new friends coming along. So, uh, or you can become a topaz tiered member, and we'll give you a. Uh, your own topic, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, we'll devote a whole podcast episode. As Andy Reid would say, time's yours. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. That's uh, patreon.com slash geology flannel cast. Uh, go to geology flannel cast.com. We have some merch up there, uh, some coffee mugs, t shirts, stickers, and fun stuff like that. So, check that out. We're up on the social media stuff, Twitter. I guess uh, you got to say X now. X. Do you really have to say X now? I I will not. I don't like like that's a phrase. I feel like that's going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that owns the company said it's called X. He can't be. (laughs) He is the biggest dummy out there. (laughs) Unless he becomes a Patreon, then we love you, Elon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. If he's if he's giving us money, I'll say whatever. I'll call it X all day long. I'll be his. I'll be his friend. Well, you heard anyway. it. Anyway, yeah, you heard it. Put Jesse's money where his mouth is, or you put your money to make I don't know anyways. to make Jesse's mouth go. Yes. 
Yeah, anyway. I can be I can be bought very easily. <laughs> yeah. I and am if broke. Like, if you don't like Elon's company, Zuckerberg's got a company, and we've got some social media stuff on Zuckerberg's company. Uh, the Insta, <laughs> Facebook, Facebook, uh, Instagram. yeah. But most most importantly, word of mouth. I feel like all all of our stuff is word of mouth. Just just tell a friend. You know, if you enjoy us bantering, talking about geology, uh, yeah, please tell a friend. That'd be wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, do that. But uh, I do have a question. Spread the word September is what we're doing. There you go. Spread the word September. My question is, uh, what song are we going out with, Jesse Thornburg? So I got to go with the newer one, Florence and the Machine, Dog Days Are Over. Oh, nice. That is perfect. I've been thinking about this because I've been wondering what song is Jesse going to pick for today? Take us out. I, I, I thought he was going to go thinking. Black Dog with Zeppelin. Ooh. Ooh, that's another good one. I had one. Who let the dogs out? Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Who let the dogs out would have been perfect. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh the dog days see. are over is, is, was, I thought was perfect. And then that until is, yeah. who let the dogs out. Yeah, you, 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 oh man, that is good. I'm upset with myself. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. My songs are always, you know, terrible. You always have great songs. So I mean, black dog is a good song. It is black a good dog. song, but it's kind of like, yeah, it has the word dog in it. Good for you, Steve. But like yours, <laughs> yours were actually uh, applicable. So you know how Zeppelin came up with the name of that song. They didn't have a name for that song when they were recording it. Right. And what happened was in the recording studio, some random stray dog just, I guess they had the door open or something like that. And some random stray dog like walked into the studio and he's a black dog. As they go, let's call that song Black Dog. It's just, it's, you know, I was going to say it, it, it doesn't say Black Dog at all in the song. No. So, yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> dog walked into the recording studio. It was a black dog. Look at that fun that's fact. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Full of fun facts today, Chris. I'm loving it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, what i'm here for it's why they pay me the big bucks what can i say nice. all right uh, well uh I, that covers doggerland doggerland hope you guys learned something hope you had some fun and uh tell some friends about the podcast it helps out helps us out a lot and we will see you next time yeah with that we are the geology flannel cast the premier geology podcast uh we're not scared to ask the questions that nobody else dares to ask and to address them as well uh, we'll uh, ask them and try we'll to answer them. questions and address the questions. <laughs> We're not, you're not making the claim that we'll answer. We'll address them. <laughs> Space, am I right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't get me started. Uh, anyway, all right. all right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We love you guys. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for stopping by.